the dawn of civilization. Primitive, dangerous, exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs the most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is James from Cave Dweller Music. I have my co-host as usual, Brendan, with me. And we're joined by Justin Volus of Vargas Records. Uh, we're doing another episode of the Vargas Talk Series, this week hosted by the Cave Dweller team. Welcome on again, Justin. What's up? Hey, hey. Uh, so this week, we kind of just wanted to do, I guess, a bit of a, a catch-up and a wrap-up uh some of the stuff that's been happening lately and what's coming up uh yeah the year end is coming soon we're going to have our uh, end of year special coming up later this month or early next month so keep an eye out for that and uh justin will be on that one again so justin uh anything you want to talk about first so vargas records uh signed confined from spain for a january 2023 release it's entitled the internal fury of the delusion ones and it's uh Nice uh, old school death metal, 90s brutal death metal. People that like suffocation, Campbell Corpse, they'll enjoy this. Yeah, I got the uh, suffocation vibes like immediately. It's got those like uh, super technical riffs, but like the underlying groove from the brutal side. Good, good stuff. What's interesting is this band was technically around in the 90s, I think. And then all the members kind of left. And then Roger from confined basically re-recorded everything and sent it to me yeah it's, it's kind of cool it's kind of like a uh, like a time capsule timeline thing where it's like the songs right from the beginning through to now but then just refreshed brendan have you heard it yet i do not believe so the um uh, you, you may have heard the single i did send you the single the other yeah the youtube link yeah it's got some catchy catchy riffs on there i'm all about that catchy death mode <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that a lot. Gotta have the groove. I mean, like brutal death metal that has like the underlying groove is the best. That's why I love slam. I mean, like I know Brandon hates slam, but I love slam <laughs> because because it's just it's riffs for days. It's just like groovy riffs for days, but then just stupidly heavy for no reason. And then a ping pong, it's all over it, and then oh, fucking hell, man. <laughs> hell, on Facebook, he goes, "I love a good breakdown," and then I'm like, "Please." <laughs> 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 so i think there was another album you said that like kind of caught your attention lately that we covered recently um from the band peep wraith right yeah uh bay point of scum yes another old school death metal high energy album and another one man, uh one man project as well it is oh thank you yeah know that mm. yeah all one dude that's awesome i know right yeah. you can't even tell it's like the drums are programmed but it's like it doesn't even really sound like it like i mean if you really really pay attention you can pick up on it but i only figured it out when i read it somewhere um that's cool i mean because it's not like pure osdm uh it's drawn from thrash and grindcore also. yeah 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 definitely some like uh some of those vibes in there very thrashy and like uh the cool thing about it is it's pretty technical but not to the point that it becomes like technical death metal but like he throws some super technical riffs in there like every now and then just to like break it up yeah and to quote review of it you say uh start quote maintaining that more primitive death metal essence end quote exactly yeah because i mean i dig that stuff like when the that that's we, we had another guest on the show a while back before i don't know if you've heard this episode justin it was a, a technical death metal dude and we talked to him about like what we see as the issues with the tech death scene, like modern yeah. tech death, not the early stuff, because the early stuff's yeah. like fantastic. Yeah. Is that like they overproduce it to the point that it loses like the edge and the like you know the raw edge, it's gone. And, like yeah. and that's that's what I want in death metal. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, and this is another uh, sewer rot album. Yes, yeah, awesome. great label. Um, Nick has uh, is it, is it Jared's on that one as well? I think uh, there's a new Sermon one. Sermon of Rot. Yeah, Sermon, Sermon of Rot. rot. 
coming out on Sewer Rot Records from Nick. I'm, uh, I'm actually going to be doing PR for that one too. So Yeah, that shit's sick. Yeah. It is. Hell yeah. Have you heard that yet, Brendan? The new Sewer Rot? Yes. I've heard it. Sermon Rot. I think Jam. Yeah, it's good. Jam posted it and I was like, Fucking yes. Hell. Hey, I, I was giving Nick hell about that and I said, bro. Sermon of Rot, Sewer Rot, like yeah. you guys go, you guys gonna take over and call it Sermon of Rot Records. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, bro, we're fucking taking over. I, I feel like someone's gonna confuse that in a review somewhere. Like swap it, like call them Sewer Sewer of Rot or something, or Sermon of Rot because the names are so similar. Yep. One of those like uh non English language sites or something's gonna accidentally mix it up. I, I can just see it happening. Uh, yeah. Um. You want to talk about that uh, Grindcore charity you're doing, Violence Against Violence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very excited about that. It is a charity sampler that is coming out in February, uh, first week of February on Bandcamp Friday. Um, obviously, because it's a charity sampler, we want to get 100% of the profits. So if you're going to buy it, buy it that day, please. Um, yep. But it is Absolutely. basically, uh, we've put together a charity sampler called Violence Against Violence. Um, it is a grindcore and power violence sampler, and all proceeds are going to Doctors Without Borders because uh, we think that they are a fantastic charity because they're non-religious, denominational, uh, non-political. Um, so you know, just care about people and do good work. Sweet, yeah. So if you want to be involved with that, um, we do have sign-up forms on our link tree. Uh, this pinned to the Facebook page. Uh, it's actually on our website and submissions close December thirty uh, first, actually. And then you can submit up to two tracks per band if you're interested or if you know someone's interested, sign them up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've definitely reached out to some bands um, just because like they fit the bill. So hopefully uh, we hear back from them. Yeah, yeah, we've had over twenty submissions already. Uh, it's grindcore, so we can fit <laughs> several more in. Most of the tracks are like one to two minutes. Oh yeah, and you guys did the the last compilation, Mind Over Metal two in uh may yep yep that's, that's an that annual one so that, thanks man i think we had some of your tracks on there for sure um yeah um yeah again it's that's an annual one that's coming up again in may so uh submissions for that open in february as soon as this one comes out we start the next one yes Hell yeah if you don't know anything about that one that is a mental health charity that we do every year um 50 tracks two volumes if you want to pick up a copy it is name your price on our band camp i'm gonna quote somebody's little review of it absolutely mind-blowing compilation there are a lot of bands i love especially a new song from obsidian hooves also highlights yes. for me are out of the mouth of graves fair lord knife primeval will and betty ben deadly favorite track aesthetic <laughs> temple that was on uh the band camp for the film yeah oh, nice i'm reading it right now too actually oh there you go i didn't see that that's cool yeah that's funny that that's freaking band rips those are such different like tracks that they liked. It's like uh, just an death metal from them, and then Benny, Betty Benedetti is like instrumental um, country, uh, you know, old western soundtracks from like those old cowboy movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that stuff. <laughs> so that's, that's yeah. Cool you guys, movie. you guys got a hundred and four uh, supporters on that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting that. It's all from the charity sample. Every time you put it out, just get a bunch more jump in. Yeah, awesome. I think it's nice. You know. Uh, it's be able to like give back to the community 
that we uh you know all have ties with some way or another and then it's it's awesome like hopefully we get the bands to like maybe be able to like to promote it on their things you know like each one that would be super cool most of them do do. like a lot of them yeah um yeah and then this was the first year where i could actually send out press releases for it because i didn't have the pr firm the year before so that was nice we got some coverage from a couple of sites so hopefully this year we get some more and this year we'll have var guys pushing it as well so that'll be cool yeah yeah exactly i mean that was announced the other day on facebook um if you had missed it we're basically working very closely going forward with Vargas records official partners going to be doing all their pr work and uh you know just promoting each other and helping each other grow it's all about community yes sir so is there any uh any death metal albums or any metal albums you guys been listening to lately yes yeah i uh brendan i'm just pulling up my list if you have something on top of your head go ahead yeah you can go for it i um been listening to that new elsa album it's a little ep it's really good um dc they're from dc um they do a lot of kind of horror based kind of um doom um sludgy doom and it's good uh, <laughs> like a dog he, in the background. He, agree. he agrees. <laughs> he agrees as well. He's like, he's like sludgy. <laughs> I've been listening to a bunch of like uh I mean it's cu- partly death metal, but like just you know that super weirdo grind stuff that's out there. Yeah. It's yes. just like yeah, uh there's a band that I'm right reviewing at the moment to be out the review will be up in the week after next week called the Sawtooth Grin from Rhode Island. It's like a grindcore okay. slash slash mathcore stuff. Um, the tracks are all like one to three minutes and it's just total weirdo grind. I love it. Um, and then I actually found this death metal album from 2021 that I missed somehow from, you know, the label Gurgling Gore? Yeah, yes. th- those guys are sick. They do great stuff. Um, the band's yeah. called uh, Mutilation Barbecue and uh, self-titled <laughs> like EP. And the album cover is amazing. Like if you guys are on Bandcamp, look at the album cover it's awesome it's a it's a forearm pig man barbecuing tiny humans um (laughs) and it's like a mix between uh old school death metal and slam (laughs) you guys listen to you guys listen to spotify i use it sometimes brendan and i are both more title title guys yeah i've been um i was actually uh looking at um when everybody um started doing their like spotify recap or whatever i was like you know what I haven't logged into Spotify in a long time. Let me check it out. And then um, it was like doing this thing where it would like give you like your concert. And there's two options that are like most recently played and then played in the last six months. And both those were blank. And I'm like, oh, my God, I literally haven't opened Spotify in six months. And um, (laughs) yeah, uh, it was wild. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's weird. I've been using Tidal and Bandcamp and then. YouTube when I know I, I can use my phone and it's not going to like, you know, shut off or I'm going to be running around doing something. Yep. Same. Um, Justin, what about you? What have you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to that uh, Antropophagus Origin album still from episode two that I was talking about. Uh, the really good brutal death metal band. They've been out right. since 97. They're from Italy. So, you know, it's going to be good ass brutal death metal. <laughs> uh, they're on uh, Agonia Records. Uh, really okay. good, really good label. Um, yeah, that's that's probably my album of the year. Um, I'd say my non-metal album of the year. Well, it's it's metal, but it's not like death metal or anything like that. Um, there's a really underrated band. Uh, they're called uh, Lament Cityscape. Dude, they're actually, great. I heard them on. I heard them on my mix. When uh, I was just listening to the Volus tracks again, uh, 
it actually come on my radio on Spotify. Huh? They're actually mixed in with my shit. I guess it's because like my stuff is so atmospheric that it, it just kind of got played with theirs. They're they're a good band, really good. I band. Like, yeah, I feel like we've covered them somewhere. Uh, sounds really familiar. They're on Life Force Records. Very good band. It's just really ambient and stuff. Like really good music. Listen, they to did the April album, right? Like uh, a darker discharge. That's the latest one. Yeah, that that fucking album's awesome. It's like industrial stuff, right? Yeah, I don't know why, but it just reminds me of that movie Requiem for Dream. All right, it's really yeah. depressing. I love yeah, it. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I love that. Like dark ambient, like industrial noise stuff. That stuff's excellent. Yeah, yeah. My it's funny. Um, you know, I run the death metal label and everything, but God, I listen to a lot of different shit. Like, um, my Spotify Wrapped was really weird. If I can pull it up again <laughs> mine mine was um actually sort of accurate i felt like this time where other times i'm like i felt like i made of like listen to like one track that was like sort of <laughs> not what i normally listen to yeah and then it's like this, this is your favorite band right yeah and i'm just like what i don't even Dude, remember that, listening to that this. happened like, to me what? two years in a row i got i got the friggin um fleet foxes that indie like pop band I said it was my favorite band two years running because I played it one time at a party because my my wife's family's like, can you put some music on? I was like, oh, like this is like palatable for everyone. And it's like, this is your favorite band. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, dude, it's super strange. Or I would, I hated how the algorithms would be like, you know, like I would get together. I only like, I do Christmas with uh, my mom and yeah. uh, when my brother was alive. We would like all get together and like, I would just throw on like Christmas rock and roll songs for like yeah. just the day. And yeah. for the next like three months, all the artists that happened to be playing up on there were like coming onto my suggested stuff and this and that. And then it's <laughs> like, no, I don't well, use it like that. Like, no, please. Did you know that well. Spotify lets you listen privately? So you don't get, it doesn't affect your algorithm. There's a setting for that. I that, that I did not know. Yeah. They added it last year. Um, no, this year, they added it this year. It's, uh, it's like you go into settings or your profile and you turn on private listening mode. And then uh, whatever you listen to doesn't affect your algorithm. Algorithm will show up in your wrapped. Oh, well, that would have been nice to know back in the day when I was using it a lot more. It, yeah, it was me just, too. Because like I would like, or I would listen to like uh, like Wu Tang or something like one time, and <laughs> uh, or like LP, and then it would like suggest to me all these crazy wild like hip hop artists and stuff, and I'm like I have no interest in. You know, and I'm like, dude, this is just so annoying. So, like, I always tried to be so selective when I was um, listening to uh, music on Spotify. I actually just bought the Wu-Tang Clan. I think I told you yesterday. I bought Wu-Tang Clan's first album on vinyl yesterday in L.A. Yeah. And, the 36 uh, Chambers. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's, like, my, one of my favorite hip-hop albums. Um, yeah, it's so to, good. I mean, you've been to the San Francisco one, but I went to Amoeba Records, the biggest record store in the U.S. That place gives me anxiety, dude, because it's, like, there's too much. I'm like a kid in a candy dude, store. you like, could spend thousands of dollars there so easily. Yeah, I said to my, my wife, I was like, I'm so glad we don't live near this, because I would just be homeless, like, <laughs> be bankrupt. This is a big card of, like, records pulling it behind me. Um, yeah. Hey, listen. I literally just had an ex-pothead realization. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's just like one of them like dude moments. Um, you're in Los Angeles and Brennan's like Connecticut. And I'm in South Carolina. We cover like three corners of the fucking United States pretty much. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty I, fucking cool. I think I'm in, Sa- I'm in San Diego, but we go up to LA pretty free. We go up there again next weekend. So it's why that's why I catch up with Nick whenever I can because he lives in LA. Um yeah, and cool. his girlfriend is friends with my wife, and I, I we're all friends together. So we go on like double dates and stuff and have dinner, which that's is kind of cool. cool. Hell yeah. Don't need to get a new picture. I can't even see him in his picture. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like that that meme where the the um person's laying in bed and there's like two creepy faces in the background. So he's a Photoshop <laughs> Nick and his girlfriend right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, my Spotify rap is uh, a little weird, but it definitely shows the different shit I listen to. My most listened artist this year was uh, Page Ninety Nine, which was a Scrams band. Anybody that doesn't know what Scrams is, it's basically what the original post hardcore was back in the nineties, where it was like super raw. It had like grindcore and you know early metalcore type stuff like mixed in, super That's- raw. Sounds like and some scre- screamo stuff as well is mixed in there, like actual yeah. screamo, not the, the moms. Yeah, yeah, not like the super scene kids shit, but uh, really good shit. Sounds like grindcore pretty much to me. Um, yeah. And then my second was Bloodbath. That's like one of my favorite bands of all time. Number three was Zao. Number four was Hate Eternal. Number five was Disincarnate. And then my top song was that Innocence uh, Shared Experiences, which is that Alamut Cityscape shit. And then what was really fucking weird is it said my top genre is Brutal Death Metal. What? <laughs> <laughs> From Lowe's? That's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it like takes into account overall listens, like even if it's not your biggest bands, like just like maybe percentage wise over the year, you listen to the most brutal death metal. Yeah. yeah. And, then it, and then it said one of my top genres was Sasscore. Like, what the fuck is that? What is Sass? I'm looking that up. Hang on. What is Sasscore? Sasscore. <laughs> fucking uh, Raphael from episode two, he was like, That's bro, right. I listen to fucking any core, bro. Okay. So Sasscore, apparently. <laughs> Apparently, Sasscore is post-hardcore that shares influences outside of punk music, such as new wave, disco, and dance punk. Dance, yeah, and dance. And then fuses other punk genres, such as noise rock, screamo, and grindcore. You know, for me personally, I don't fucking hate really anything, except I just don't like deathcore. That's about it. Like, I had a conversation with somebody, and they were just like, so you don't like deathcore, but you like metalcore. I was like, yeah. And I was They're different. Like, and I was just like, yeah. And then they just said, why? And then I go, because Deathcore tries to imitate death metal and they say they're death metal all the time, but they're not. But Metalcore knows what it is and proud of it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay. You're not going to Every- believe. You're not going to believe this coincidence, but I looked up top ranked Sasscore albums, and number three is the Sawtooth Grin, that one I was literally just talking about, how I'm reviewing right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> What are the chances of that? There you go. I never even heard of the genre, and it happened to be the album we were just talking about. Well, now you learn something new every day. But have you noticed this phenomenon with Deathcore is that all the top Deathcore bands, they Hmm. don't like Deathcore. They don't want to be Deathcore. They want to be death metal. They don't want to be death metal. Uh, Hell, Whitechapel is almost like the full metalcore route. Um, uh. Casey Estrain, they they don't like it when people call them deathcore. They consider themselves a hardcore band, or you know, just like a metalcore band. They're yeah, just more, they're definitely uh, metalcore. I love the Casey Strain. I, yeah, I like them. I like them. I mean, I like them too. So that's just like it's basically like what James was saying about tech death is that um, modern tech death is just went that a lot of people don't like. Um, it's the same way deathcore. 
modern deathcore is just not like a, a route. It's like my favorite deathcore band of all time is Red Shore. I, I, I love remember Red those guys. Um, yeah, back in the two thousands, like they're fucking awesome, dude. They got in one of their albums, um, dude. The one... Dude, Job for a Cowboy was sick back in the day. Yes. But their their yeah. final album was like they finally went death metal at the end, and that like uh, what was it called, Sun Eater? I'd argue they were death metal on their first album. Um, e- their EP was the deathcore one. Doom That's true. Or whatever. That's true. Yeah, they went but, death metal. But I feel like they like had some of those deathcore influences in the first like three or four, and then they really removed all of it finally on that that last album. But yeah. I heard that they may be getting back together. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Which, um, if that's true, I'm stoked. I like, like, like for me, like some deathcore, like we're bands that are considered deathcore, like they have like that symphonic kind of thing going on in the background, and then like it's more kind of like almost like epic in a way, you know? Like, oh, uh, you must like uh, and hell followed with. I don't know that one. I I like um, you know, Shadow of Intent. Have you heard of them? Uh, yeah. The Halo themed kind of. I don't uh, know. They're Halo. Good. But like fit for an autopsy, like their new album, what they did, uh, or for what the future holds, like that's a pretty good album, you know. Um, yeah, but I'd like, argue they're metalcore. Well, right, exactly. Yeah. But like, I'm, <laughs> I looked up deathcore and like the high, like death. So, like, it's just funny because it's like, well, they also have um, paganizer in the same thing, and I would what? never. Paganizer ever is not deathcore. Paganizer I, is old school death metal. I know exactly. So that's what I'm saying. You can't take like, uh, I guess, like these labels as like uh you know you gotta take it with a grain of salt because like they all have their their ways but like when like i think of like i don't know there's like definitely some some bands where i'm like oh i don't know if i really enjoy that you know yeah i mean it almost comes down to just you listen to it you like it or you don't like it so just kind of right 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 but like sometimes we we get music submitted to us to cover and the band's like we play this type of music and i listen to it and like dude this isn't even close like to what you play why why are you calling yourself this i'm like i understand it's a gray area like sometimes it's like you're influenced by that so oh i get it that's why you're saying that but like sometimes it's like not even close and like you you really can't call yourself that yeah i mean that's what it comes comes down to like i like almost i'd say i almost like every metal genre there is out there except i just don't really care about modern deathcore because um you know the way it's headed but uh another band that's really fucking good that gets called deathcore is uh you know i guess silent dissonance is deathcore but like i always thought they were just a really good mathcore band because they had like those really fucking technical parts uh you guys ever listen to Island dissonance no yeah 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 i have one of their cds i'm pretty sure yeah um i, I guess they're early shit was uh deathcore but like the stuff later was like mathcore type stuff like norma jean um more like car bomb basically it almost sounds like a little bit great a little bit like my sugar i guess but uh, car bomb's great oh jared's gonna be roasting me in the comments he's gonna be going car bomb (laughs) fucking sucks dude and i'm like man me and nick is like that's like but you know obviously my favorite genre is death metal uh, across the board it's just you know like when you're working and stuff like you don't want to listen to the same thing all the time like, that kind of gets boring no of course not that's why like i mean if you look at like what i review on the site it's like it'll be obscure weirdo black metal some slam and then like an african folk album or something it's like i mix it up you got you have to mix it up you got to balance it out you need like yeah there's so much good music out there you need to kind of like 
dip your toes a little yeah. bit and get it. Check yeah. out a band uh, called Cabal. Like that—that's pretty good. Like it's kind of in, uh, industrialized. I know that. They're interesting. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like so it. Like, they just released an album. On a on a note of like something completely different that I've been listening to. Have you guys heard the album that just came out last month called? Um, I think it was last month. Give me one second. Yeah, last. I oh, know it was October. Okay, October. Uh, called Psychic Death Safari by this French group called Electric Jaguar Baby. What the fuck? It's a, it's like, like it's it's acid rock. So uh, it's like it sounds like but, it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's like it kind of sounds like if Nirvana had played like full on acid rock. Um, and then there's like a little bit of like I don't even know how to say maybe Doors influence in there. But it's 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 like all over the place and it's awesome. They they said their influences are Josh Hom. Jack White, Ozzy Osbourne, T.Y. Siegel. So it's just like, it's all over the place, but it's good shit, man. Like, really good. Oh, I did listen to this. <clears throat> I'm like, I was trying to, li- I was like, wait, this sounds so familiar. I listened to this uh, last night making dinner. What do you think? It's good. And um, Liz was like, wow, they're not yelling and screaming tonight, huh? <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> they're, um, they're on Ripple Music. I, those guys are like taking yeah. over the fuzz scene. They're good, man. Like I love um some good fuzzy bands, you know. Like <laughs> you gotta, like it's it's nice. Like a lot of people like will shit on like Monolord or something like that, but you know what? I like it. Monolord goes hard. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like when I'm at work, my my shit jumps all over the place. Like one second I'm listening to Ronzi Pazuzu, which is your uh, fucking Pink Floyd black metal shit, and then <laughs> yeah. and the next thing I know, I'm listening to fucking fucking king diamond next thing i know i'm listening to bloodbath next thing i know listening to fucking um zao or some shit so i mean uh, it's all over the place man it's it's good for the soul yeah definitely like devil's witches and bands like that are always a good time you know yeah okay so question for you justin because this is something we talked about on the last interview we did which hasn't aired yet um do you think 90s style noise rock you know what i'm talking about right like uh Jesus Lizards, Big Black, that type of thing. Do you think that that style of music is more niche than like metal overall? I'm not educated enough to okay. answer that, to be honest, because um, I haven't really like listened to that that style as much as I should. It well, could be, it could homework. be more niche. <laughs> yeah, I know it's going to be homework. Um, yeah, okay. It probably, I mean, it probably is more niche. Yeah, I mean, once you if you if you listen to it for a while and you get to know some of those bands, it's like it is kind of hard to get into for some people. Like, it's not accessible music. Um, and then, but once you like kind of wrap your head around, it, like, like, God damn, this is good. This is like really good shit. Um, so yeah, if, if you're going to start like on that route, go like Jesus Lizard, uh, Big Black, Laughing Hyenas. I'll send you a bunch of bands. Laughing Hyenas, like all that stuff's excellent. And then modern stuff, Brendan loves these guys too, but Uniform. Yeah. Uniform's like two Definitely. dudes. Two and dudes. Uh, no, Uniform's three guys now, sorry. It was two dudes. Um, yeah. And he came up in the hard, New York hardcore scene, but then shifted over to like industrial and noise rock. So it's got like hardcore aggression behind it, but it's like completely filtered through all this distortion and like super raw and aggressive. It's good. It's good shit. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If you want an opinion on every extreme genre of music, you need to talk to Jared. That yeah. motherfucker is like a fucking uh, ex- extreme music historian. Like, I'll go, <laughs> show me some shit I haven't heard. And then, like, I get, like, 15 links of my damn direct messages or whatever. 
<laughs> yeah. That's James uh, and I always send each other links to the bands, like it's like boom, you know. You know if it's coming from someone that knows you, you know, it's you're gonna like it. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I like to feel that like both you and I can pick up on people like or don't like pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, like uh, with all of our writers and stuff within like a couple of articles, I'm like, okay, I see what you like. And then I'll like, send them stuff like, hey, check this out. I think you like it. They're like, damn, this is good. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I know. We're like the uh, like you know, purveyors of, of music in a way, you know? <laughs> yeah. That was always me when I was younger. Like back in the days when we had like, you know, trading hard drives was how you pass music around type thing. Yeah. Um, that was always me. I was always like the one lending people my hard drive. We were always like uh, burning CDs. Yeah, I did that too. And it, before that, like recording cassettes <laughs> off the radio. Yeah, I was doing that where we'd make mixtapes from CDs, depending if you had that ability and all that. Yes, like, I did that. We I would do all was... kinds of stuff, man. Like, and then uh, we had like yeah, like these little thumbstick hard drives that we'd just load oh. up and then like toss those around. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. I kind of wish I had been there in those days when, like, underground cassette trading was a thing. That sounds like it was, like, cool as hell. You know, what's what's wild about back in the 80s and shit was uh, if you went to a show and it's not on the radio or anything, if you don't buy their shit, that was the last time you're probably going to hear it unless yeah, you right. go see them again live. That's what's crazy about back then. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was much more of an incentive to actually buy the CD. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's nice. And then if you don't have, like, money to physically buy it nowadays, you can just get it, you know, streamed, you know, which I think is pretty cool. But I think that's, like, taking the, a lot of the earning power from bands touring away. Because like, mm. it's like people, people aren't really buying the physical media. Vinyl is the exception. People are buying vinyl because vinyl is yeah. different. But, like... CDs are not selling like they used to live on like tours. Whenever I go to a gig, people are always like, give me one of the vinyls, give me a shirt. So it's mostly like merchandise and vinyl now that people make their money on a CD like when they tour. Right. I'm still, right. I'm, still I'm still selling the fuck out of some CDs. <laughs> well, yeah, but that makes that makes sense from like a, a storefront perspective. Because it's yeah. like it's cheap, it's easy to ship. Like people are like, Oh yeah, give me that. I'll oh, buy that buy boom, 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 boom. Oh, I got some promotional shit, I gotta say. I changed all my I changed all my shipping. If you buy three CDs or more, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you get free shipping. Oh, nice! Yeah. So that's wow. a, that's only on VargasRecords.com. So I thought that was just in the US. So yeah, yeah, you expanded it. Yeah, I expanded it. You can nice. only do it on VargasRecords.com. You do it on Bandcamp. You don't get shipping costs. So. But it's, yeah. it's been it's been uh it's been really good. I've been selling a lot of CDs. I've sold a lot this weekend. Um, so yeah, man, pushing it. Yeah, got to hustle. That's one thing I'm gonna look forward to when we get our new website up and running is that we can, uh, you know, basically we'll be able to charge like uh, shipping when things are gonna get shipped and whatnot. So I'm not like pre making people prepay for shipping that's like either too expensive or not expensive enough and then we end up eating the cost and all that you know yeah bank so like, like pretty pretty shit for the shipping side of things with our last t-shirt run like things took a little longer than necessary you know we're like god oh, dang it you know and then getting things together it was just like a pain in the butt and then like shipping is like was uh, initially more expensive uh, for like one part of the country and then more expensive for other parts, you know? So it was like shortchanging ourselves in the long run is what happens, you know? Like y'all ship, uh, 
with a USPS media mail? Uh, only if it's media. Ours has mainly just been uh, t-shirts and sweatshirts. Ah, uh, yeah, true. So yeah, no, because I, I I have the stamps.com account set up for us. So it's um you know, I do that, but it's like, oh man, end up paying way more than we initially thought for shipping. And then some places, like I said, are like cheaper, you know. I was like, oh crap, you know. So if you charge someone five dollars for shipping and then it's actually ends up being like three seventy nine or something stupid, you know, and then someone else that was gonna be like eight dollars is ends up being twelve dollars you know or 13 for some things you know and it's like it all just depends on the weight you know so yeah, it's right like, yeah oh, speaking of send me uh send me a bill i owe you some uh, money yeah oh we have that on record just kidding <laughs> <laughs> it's official you could yeah, be like no, that we'll, fucking we'll family um, could be like that family I, guy episode where fucking <laughs> stewie's trying to or is it stewie or brian that tries like he's like oh some money loan shark yeah, it's, I think it's Stewie towards Brian. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. doesn't he like break his legs or something? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that's a pipe. what happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brandon is a hard slave driver. I mean, we all know that. God damn, this man clearly has no chill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pay up, pay up, bit. James is like, I'm, I'm the overlord, and you're my vassal. <laughs> well matt calls me the the glorious leader so <laughs> holy shit <laughs> i actually thought about i mean i didn't do but, it wait. i was like maybe, maybe i shouldn't but i thought about getting you know those like uh north korean propaganda paintings of kim jong <laughs> i was like, literally thinking of that <laughs> like yeah, the, yeah, yeah the sun shining behind him on a horse and stuff i was thinking about getting one of those commissioned and having one made of me for the website as my oh, like <laughs> my biopic. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I gotta yeah. update all my stuff too. It's so bad. Like when we first did our bios, I was like, Yeah, this makes no sense, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, do you know what I realized? I don't think you've ever actually used like the podcast to kind of like push your brewery. You should uh talk about that a little. Well, uh um, yeah, talk about it. We could talk about it. So uh I'm the production manager for Connecticut Valley Brewing and uh make sure that the brewers have their cans and their lids and the stickers and the pack techs, all that fun stuff. And then uh doing all the the ordering for uh the little cafe there. We roast coffee and whatnot from all over the world which is pretty cool you know get, getting in beans from everywhere and then making blends and then doing single origin roasts um which a lot of those roasts as well will like uh donate money um for like uh when we did one was the most recent was for uh monarch butterflies so we had a coffee we called it monarch and then uh all the money not all of the money but like proceeds from selling the coffee you know we go and donated to um people that are like planting milkweed and helping out like monarch butterflies stuff like that um we do the same thing for our beers we have uh like museum series where we uh have uh airplanes that are like kind of featured and then uh they'll we'll donate monies to the uh to the museum and help like you know those kind of things yeah, we do all kinds of stuff like that we have uh, a beer that we just uh, made we made a brown ale and then um kind of com uh, commemorated uh roscoe brown a uh tuskegee airman and um it's got like the can art's got like his plane on it um it's you know it's cool and it's a little homage to him and then the tuskegee airmen's um we do a lot of stuff like that um connecticut is famous for uh having the first nuclear submarine built the wow, uh wow. 
And uh, we have a beer named after that called the Fantastic Voyage. Yeah, things, we do stuff like that. Um, we have a beer, Trailblazer, that's named after uh, Colonel Albert Pope, who uh, in 1901 had the first um, kind of like electric motorcycle and uh, car factory in Hartford, wow. Connecticut. So, yeah, neat, neat stuff. So we like, um, so his, yeah, a lot of history is just tied right in there. Um, the Corsair is the Connecticut State Plane. It's also the logo of the company, which is, uh, you know, wartime plane. Um, and then uh, the breweries like littered with all kinds of pictures of uh, the factories from back in the day, um, planes, um, you know, Rosie the Riveter and Amelia Earhart are there, stuff like that, you know. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. We have all kinds of stuff like that. It's just full of Connecticut um, aerospace history. Very cool. Oh, yeah. My uh, father-in-law was a naval pilot, and I was showing him the cans and stuff and telling him about it, and he thinks it's, like, badass. You have the approval of the uh, of ex-military personnel. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, my, my dad was in the Air Force. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm- yeah, people that are you know in that kind of that that those branches of the military and they come in and um, they're always just dumbfounded by it all. It's cool, you know. Like we have um, all kinds of stuff that we do for that, you know, uh, for military and uh, whatnot. Like uh, we have uh, beers for heroes at the in the tap room, you know. So um, if uh, someone comes in with the um, uh, you know like they're like, hey, I'm in, I'm in the military or I'm retired military, this and that, you know, we'll take one of the uh, beers. It's like old magnet, you know, we'll take it down and some people will buy beers for heroes and stuff like that, you know, uh, it's cool. So we do That's that cool. kind of thing. And then if you live in the San Diego area and you want some of this, uh, keep your eyes peeled next year because I'm going to be helping Brendan try to get it distributed down here. Yeah, that'll be great. Get it moving. Yeah. Justin, I know that you also wanted to, before we run out of time on this, talk about some horror stuff. So what did you have in mind? I want to talk about the movie Strangers. Um, you guys you guys seen it? Oh, yeah. Uh, years ago. It's been a while. It's what's like 2008, that movie or something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's been a, I believe been a so I've seen it as well. I, I'm pretty sure I know the gist of it all. There might be another movie out there that's like it, but um, I think it's probably the closest uh, movie to like Halloween 1, the original uh, like the the stalker vibes um, mm-hmm. has a really quiet score. Like you just kind of hear them rustling around a lot. They got those long shots where you see them just kind of hiding, like Michael Myers. Um, and the most fucked up thing about the movie is like when they say, "Why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Because you were home." <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, now that you've seen it, and we talked, you talked about it already on another episode. You know how you talked about that movie. Um, barbarian yeah so i saw an interview with who was it it was a really famous horror director um it was a dude who did uh original uh american psycho the director of american psycho what's his name um i think it was brett eston ellis um i think that's who it was but he was saying and it was a really good point that i never thought about that what takes away a lot of their horror aspect in a lot of modern movies is they try to explain why people are doing things and like that takes away some of the mystery and makes it less scary. Cause you're saying like in the original Halloween, that's what made it so good because like they never explained Michael Myers. Like he's just some psycho who's just like, you know what I mean? There's no like origin yeah. story until the Rob Zombie one where he did the, Oh, we have to explain why he's Michael Myers type thing. And like, that was what my point that I said to you about barbarian is, oh, I can't say it's going to spoil us. Um, try not yeah, to just spoil say, it for anyone just say, just say, 
Barbarian spoilers. Yeah, Barbarian spoiler alert. Like, if if you're listening, I'm going to spoil it for you. Um, Basically, the third part of the movie ruined the movie for me. No, it didn't ruin the movie, but it took away from some of the the mystery. Yeah, because, like, you know how they explain that she was this guy's inbred daughter and stuff? Yeah. I, I feel like if they had just left it as, like, a mystery that there's this, like, messed up person living under the house, you know what I mean? Yeah. It would have actually been way scarier. What's wild about that movie is that that guy was um, basically just breeding shit under his house, all those tunnels and everything. So when Justin Justin Long fucking (laughs) gets under there and finally meets the guy, the guy just fucking blows his brains out with a revolver. I I really like the movie. I I would rate it like at least like seven or eight out of ten. But I just I thought that they could have gone in the direction where like they never fully explained why she was like this crazy fucked up like person living under the house because that makes it scarier because that could it's like man, what if I move into a house and it has that and I don't know about it. What's fucking crazy about that movie? The best moment was when Justin Long gets fucking grabbed by that big ass bitch and fucking say, and it's just trying to like make him breastfeed him, suck his suck a nipple. That's fucking yeah. hilarious. He's like <laughs> yeah. sitting there going, uh, uh. <laughs> that was, that, was awesome. uh, that was like that movie felt like I had like two different parts to it and they came together. It was like two different movies. It was because the Justin Long stuff was like so comedic. Yeah, and then like uh, the other stuff was so serious. I-, I love Justin Long. I love the, all the weird horror stuff he does. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Tusk in the first episode of our yep. talk. Okay, sorry, not to derail that. I mean to go back to the strangers. Am I, I remembering fine. correctly? Is there a scene where Johnny Cash is playing like like really creepily from a vinyl that turns on by itself? I can't remember. I mean, it's been a long time since I've um, seen the movie, but. Um, the reason I'm talking about it is because uh, there's a really awesome podcast called Horror Movie Talk that I listen on Spotify, and uh, I was listening to their like commentary on it, and that's why it really piqued my interest to talk about it again. Um, oh, okay, yeah, like it's a great podcast. Those guys are funny as fuck, dude. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> they got this thing where um, like they're Sopranos fans. And every time, like, they see somebody get murdered or something on the movie, they go, oh, it's fucking funny, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, they, they talk about it. And another funny scene in that movie is uh, <laughs> when they they think, oh, I got a shotgun. It's, it's game over now. No, it's not. He fucking shoots his best friend. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch that again. I, uh, I really can't remember enough of it. A great movie, and uh, you know, Liv Tyler's in it, so she's a great, great actress. Um, definitely, I mean, fucking Lord of the Rings, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's like it's crazy that her, who her dad is, like, you know what I mean? She doesn't yeah, look like him at all, like, at all, I know. <laughs> at fucking, all. Fucking singer Aerosmith, yep. yep. Apparently, he fell asleep during her uh, like premiere screening of uh, Lord of the Rings. Fucking hell, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's old, man. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You know, like those. You know that crowd of people that shit on Lord of the Rings. They say, "Bro, this movie's so long and boring." They just walk around. It's like you know, fucking that that part of uh, Clerks Two, where they're talking shit about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and then and then he's talking shit about Star Wars. It's so fucking funny, dude. Clerks is great, man. I love those movies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Good ass movie. Oh, um, man. you remember that scene? You remember that scene where he's talking about um, 
He's like, dude, you know, if you uh, come on the toilet seat, you can get a woman pregnant. Remember that bullshit? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I haven't watched that in years. I just always remember this part where he's explaining what a snowball is. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, another funny one is uh, Waiting with Ron Reynolds. You don't uh, remember that one? Yeah, you know, I, it sounds familiar. Let me let me see. That's about the restaurant. Like yes, yes. Restaurant. He like uh, he jerks off in the food, right? Yeah, this is fucking funny, dude. That's with Justin Long as well. I think so. Yeah, I mean Justin Long is like he's like that perfect like um, comedy slash horror actor. Just I love Justin words. Long, dude. He's 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 a super underrated actor in my opinion. Yeah, hell, Jeepers Creepers was. That's a good ass movie. The first one, yes, it is. Just long was in. That was yeah. that was a good movie. But the I rest mean, I of love, them suck. <laughs> I love that too because that's also one of those things where there's no explanation. Yeah, it's like oh shit, there's just this like monster in a truck that's trying to kill us. Yeah, Jeepers Creepers. The sequels are not that great. No, the second one's issue was they were stuck on that damn school bus the whole time. If I can remember, I can't even remember the the plot of the second one. Yeah, I know that's pretty forgettable. Have it's you like, watched um have you watched the new Hellraiser yet? Uh I don't know if I can watch somebody that replaces uh, you know, Doug Brad. I didn't give very, her a chance. It's very <laughs> dumb. I I went into it with super low expectations because I always do with stuff like that. Um but I honestly didn't mind it. I, I it's not gonna be the original. It will never be as good as the original, but it was better than a lot of those w- shitty sequels. I'll say that, like, because you know how there's like seven or eight of them or something. Yeah, the first two were really good. The first one is incredible, and then oh, the yeah. new one's decent. Dude, the first one is like such a good plot. Everything yeah. just flows so well, and then you got yeah. multiple layers of uh, different antagonists. I mean, you got the you got the crazy bitch stepmother that kills people for um Frank. Yep. And then and then Frank, you know, is the uh overarching um he's okay. not technically he's not technically the overarching nemesis, but um he's like the second he's like the force behind it, and then the overarching nemesis is the Cenobots. Right, like, right. Um and that thing is so perfect how like like you were saying, they don't explain like what the Cenobots are in the first movie. That's why it's um, good. Yeah. I like it when they say, you know, ex- explores the sum, you know, like angels, the sum demons, the others. Uh, yeah. And um, that's like that, um, you know, fl- my band flesh configuration. That's all Clive Barker themed. All of nice. that. Uh, like uh, Clive Barker. cursed resurrection was based off of um, that EP was based off of uh, pinheads uh, resurrection. And the, nice. I think, third or fourth movie i can't remember yeah like i have a song called the furthest regions of experience so <laughs> shit like that um, <laughs> yeah I, I fucking love uh Clyde barker's stuff dude but anyways what i was saying about um the xenobots you know they don't come until like the almost towards the end of the first movie but, like that's well, that's how so good it is the new ones like that too which is what i liked about it the new ones oh, okay. like you don't really see them you see like it's like the first one where you see like you know a couple of scenes where they're like briefly in it um when like the person gets taken um yeah. but then they don't actually like make a proper appearance until like i think it's like 45 minutes in or something oh, yeah. which i like i appreciate i like slow burn horror i like the build up and then the second one is just like fucking balls of the fucking wall like, like <laughs> yeah. over top shit and i just love like god man i remember the first time i saw um the second one and 
you know, the, the stepmother, she comes back, you know, resurrected from the crazy doctor and, and, um, she's covered in all those bandages and shit. I just remember that being, I remember that creeping me out the first time I seen that, you know, Chenard or whatever, when he comes back, God, man, is that the same actor that played in Rome as Pompeii? They look the very one, the one for the first movie or the second movie. Second movie, they look so see. similar. Dude. It might be. Let me check. Oh, what are you thinking of, Ryan? By the way, do you like it? Uh, oh, I love it, dude. I wish they had more of it. I wish they didn't end it. I was really I'm enjoying so, it, dude. I'm, I've got ADD, man. I just literally was like, <laughs> bro, is that the same guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's what our podcast is. It's just <laughs> on the cave dweller side. It's just like verbal ADD. Just like, oh, what about this? What about that? <laughs> yeah. Man, we were talking about that's this. Why, that's why we have good chemistry, because we both got ADD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bouncing off God, the walls I got to look this up, man. Is that the same guy? I've got, I'm have uh, got. i so good with faces, man. I'm so well, good with faces. Which, I can't which character remember is people's it? names. Which character is in Hellraiser 2? Uh, Chenard. Oh, portrayed by. There it is. Right at the bottom for some reason. Kenneth Cranham. Wait, is that the guy I just said? Yeah. Yeah, it's him. It just doesn't. Yeah, listed I on knew his... it. I fucking You're knew right. it. Well done, man. Faces, man. <laughs> it was. It faces. just wasn't. It wasn't listed on his uh, like credits, but it's there. I found it on the uh, Rome credits. It's him. Man, I'm gonna tell you something. You know, the CIA. They need to. Um, they need to <laughs> hire me as like their fucking profiler. I can find any motherfucker on the face of the planet. They, I got uh, facial. I got facial recognition, motherfucker. Need to put like an make it make an AI of your brain that uh, yeah looks for people's faces. <laughs> he just has that. He's got this like iconic face where he just kind of like he had that face when he turned into Chenard where he's like, and to think I hesitated, and I was just like, wait a minute, that's Pompeii, dude. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I know you had one more thing you wanted to talk about, which was the Chernobyl series, right? Yeah. Um. I was just like on, um, I was just in my Facebook messenger talking to my buddy, Anthony, and <laughs> you're talking about, it. I was like, dude, you need to watch this show. And, uh, I was explaining, you know, like all the really crazy things. Like if, if the listeners are listening to this has not watched Chernobyl on HBO max, you need to watch that. Like the first episode plays out like a horror movie pretty much. Yeah, and the fucked up thing is it's real. This is all happening. Mm-hmm. My my main issue with the show, because I really liked the obviously the, the storyline and the plot and well directed, well shot, but it really annoyed me that they gave all of the Russians British accents. I was like, why would you why? It's so <laughs> random. Yeah. This is it's true. such a weird choice. Is it like is it like dubbed over or is it like I have HBO, so I get No, it's it not out. dubbed I over. They just they they cast like British actors, all of them. All, all the Russians oh, are played by, by British might, actors. Uh, they might as well have gave them Texas, you know, like Alabama and Texas accents. Yeah, it would make no difference. It's like they didn't even <laughs> what they didn't even try to do a Russian accent or get like Russian act. It was weird. It's a weird choice, in my opinion. Um it, it made it harder to be immersive in because like everything else is so realistic, and then that just like throws it off. Yeah, well, I still think, um, you know, the guy that plays as uh, the uh, Soviet official that's helping the, the the professor or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the scientist or whatever. He's got a believable accent for Russian because he's the only one that's not British. If, yeah, if I, can I know. That's yeah. the weirdest part. It's like they made it everyone but him. I was like, 
yeah <laughs> it's it's yeah. weird it's a weird i feel thing. like there was like a, a netflix kind of documentary on it or something um on chernobyl that was pretty good that you talked know, about everything that was happening and then um it had like people going through nowadays with like you know those like meters and stuff and they're like yeah you can't go in here and like i don't know people are like yeah. hunting like wolves or bears or something like that yeah i'm gonna get me a geiger counter Geiger counter. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get me one. you 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 all those. Yeah, and I'm gonna rig that. I'm gonna rig that motherfucker. So when somebody gets on my nerves, I say, "Stay away from me, bitch." You fucking radioactive. <laughs> I'm a, just like, just like this fucking, uh, this fucking hillbilly that I used to work with. He was like, I don't know, like I'm a fucking hillbilly, so I can say this. So. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh this man was like 74 years old right he's from the appalachian mountain six feet stay away he pulled his fucking tape measure out and like <laughs> measure the six feet from each <laughs> stay away from me <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do with a geiger counter yes uh there's actually a nuclear power plant 45 minutes from where i live uh it's uh i drive past it every time i go up to orange county or la but it is yeah. unfortunately closed down, which is sad. Uh, I think it's it's cool. Uh, if you've ever seen it, it looks like two giant boobs. Um, yeah, they, people people like nickname it the tits. So, oh my god, dude, there is a peach in Gaffney, South Carolina. Like that's probably forty five minutes from me, and it there's a big ass peach. I swear to God, it looks like a like a pussy or an ass or something. <laughs> it literally. That's just, okay, you're on your computers. Google San Onofre. So it's San space O-N-O-F-R-E nuclear plant. And have a look at that and tell me that doesn't look like that. Yeah, it looks like a pair of boobs. <laughs> it's what everyone calls them. I was going to say, if uh, anybody wants a cool uh, Cave Dweller sticker, reach out and we'll get you one. I, I have an announcement. Um, I got offered to uh, be on a festival that's got like Monster Energy sponsored on there. And uh, Comedose Music and Vargas Records is going to be uh, sponsors of that. It's going to wow. be in March, South Carolina. I'll give you more news in the future. Can't discuss too much about it, but it's going to be badass. It's going to be a death metal fest. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be selling two cds for twelve dollars wow good deal yeah awesome well uh for everyone listening thank you so much for tuning in uh all this stuff that we talked about is generally findable on our facebook website or on our link tree on instagram um so make sure you check there and of course go check out vargas records uh justin's told you where to find all that stuff make sure you listen to their music support them uh, other than that, keep your ears out for the next episode of this and uh, our end of year episode with a lot of special guests should be up end of this year or start of next year. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Oh, go ahead, Justin. <laughs> Almost fucked you up. Yeah, yeah you and if you, need, if you need PR, uh, get, go to K-Dweller Productions and get good rates. Help you out and get your releases. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Thank you, everyone, and uh, see you next time.